Hello, welcome to the Metapod, a Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. If you do not know, my name is Jake. Right here, metaphorically by my side, is Sean, my co-host. Sean, how are you doing today? I am doing well. We are going to do, we were talking about this, uh, this is going to be a speed run episode because uh, we both, Jake and I both have things to do in the very near future from when we're recording this, so. Sean has run. actual Sean has actual work life. I just want to play in hex serve. Boom, <laughs> bada bing. That's you can tell who's the adult in this. Work hard, play hard, right? <laughs> yeah, work hard, play hard. Anyways, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, including a bunch of future news that has been going on. You may have heard and seen some of the things that have come out already within the last couple of days. And then also we're going to talk a little bit about the meta because there were some interesting tournaments that happened. And then also um a future format that took place so uh sean and i kind of want to touch on that just a smidge uh just a just a smidge just a little sprinkle you know the spice in there a sousant if you will a sousant of of news from i'm gonna pretend like i know what a sousant is it's just a very small amount it's like a cooking term i believe oh okay makes sense yes this is uh your your weekly english lesson (laughs) <laughs> so uh cooking you can use uh al creme to that's true cook because al creme you in the video game you spin in circles and that's how you evolve because you swirl it oh that's what the whole spinning cream. thing so i haven't i haven't evolved my al creme uh oh in the my game God, Sean, but i do the spinning thing i do the spinning thing before i go into a tournament because i think i saw you doing it or somebody and i was like oh that's mm-hmm. cute yeah right before i do the right before like when you're going through the gate thing i do like the spin of good luck Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't. Did I ever lose a gym battle? I don't know if I ever lost because I know my type advantages. Thank you, Hop. (laughs) Anyways, we're going to start off with some good news, some good thoughts, some good words from the podcast reviews. Another five star rating came in. Absolutely wonderful. And then also um, there were some new. The new news. The uh, new news. The new. The new I, I lost my train of thought. A new uh, you guys are continuing to review the podcast, giving it five star ratings. Super, super appreciate it. We're gonna read the one from Max Leedy today because that is the next one on the list. Such an awesome podcast, great for people looking to learn about all aspects of the game, not just playing. For you both having not played for too long, you have really great insight and opinions. Max, I hope that somebody has told you. That you are beautiful today, because by <laughs> golly, Batman, you that that's a wonderful review. Yo, that's beautiful. <laughs> Sean, I'm not trying. To, can you Yo, get a DMCA on the podcast? It's true. I don't know. Can you get? A, I don't think can so. Can you get a DMCA? I don't know. I'm all no, worried about DMCA because like Twitch stuff. Okay. No, cool. I mean, I will say though, those DMCA people be going crazy. Uh, yeah, one of the they, channels I watched, he played uh, the Titanic song on a flute poorly. And got a DMCA taken. It's like, you can't even tell that's the song. It's stupid. <laughs> it's it's a <laughs> wild mess that needs to be updated. But that's how, we're, look, we, we talk about a lot of different things, not just playing the Pokemon trading card game, but copyright law is not something that we, <laughs> uh, we specialize. No, in. we are not lawyers. <laughs> but Max, thank you again for the awesome review. Thank you to everyone who's leaving ratings. We truly, truly appreciate it. The prompt for this week, if you would like a prompt, maybe you don't know what to write down or anything like that, tell us your favorite shiny Pokemon. 
kind of fits into the uh, theme of the podcast today a little bit. Um, and you know what? Shiny Pokemon are really cool. If you don't know any shiny Pokemon, maybe you've never seen Hidden Fates before. You know, you've I mean, never they got seen to know shiny Charizard. Charizard, right? Shiny Charizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to at least know shiny Charizard probably if you're listening to a trading card game podcast. But there are a lot of different other ones out there. There's some really, really good ones. Personally, I think I like Espeon the best. I really like contrasting colors and Espeon's uh, lime green. It's pretty cool. A lot of people hate it, but I like it. I mean, Sean, I, what's your favorite shiny? My favorite shiny is Zacian. Ooh, that wait. that bright. I know it's not actually out officially, but like <laughs> you know, people have gotten into the uh, the code and have shared. Okay, yeah. And it's that like yeah. bright pink that um that oh I, I don't even know like that super crazy pink color, hot pink. I I actually don't know what it looks like. Uh, so I'm looking it up right now, and actually it does like. No, that's Zamazenta that's the bright pink. Oh, what is Shiny Zacian then? Maybe I like Zacian Zamazenta. is baby blue. Oh, yeah. You know what? Then I like the uh, the Shiny Zamazenta. That's what I like. Although yes. the baby blue, both of them are very nice colors. They are very, very nice colors. I'm looking at images of them right now, and they actually look super good. They look so... I, I There's got to be something for the 25th anniversary event coming up in February that they got to release these two, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. You got to. It's your new game. You got to do something with the new game too. Yeah, like come on. You gotta. You and this is just a quick Google image search. This isn't. I don't know if this is a hundred percent real or fake, but I'm seeing multiple images of the same colors. So, either A, it's true, or B, someone just was like, "Let me copy your homework, <laughs> but not make it look like I copied or whatever that meme is." Anyways, Sean. Yes. Speaking of. Future the, news. The future news, sure. Future news. I, I man, I gotta get <laughs> These better at transitions, my, my dude. <laughs> I think I think that half of the I think that half of the value of this podcast is the comedic effect of my attempt at transitions. <laughs> it's the uh, the flavor that gives the podcast its its uh, soul, if you will. Yeah, it's it's charm. It's mm -hmm. charm. Anyways, the new V Union trademark filed for the Pokemon TCG. This is off of PokeBeach.com. I need to get better at saying like where we're getting our news from in terms of these types of things when we read from the article. Because I listen back to the podcast and I, I notice that I don't give credit all the time. Um, so I need to get better at that. I need to get better at that for anyone who runs these sites and I get information from. Anyways, Sean, the term V-Union has been filed by Pokemon. It's under the same terms as all the recent TCG applications, meaning it's an either an upcoming TCG set or mechanic. Because of the logo, it's got the same V logo like you would see on a V and a VMAX card. And the union, a lot of people are speculating that instead of a set, this is going to be a mechanic. Because you look at like a, a VMAX card... Um, where you can look at it in the little like evolution section, it says VMAX. Mm -hmm. It kind of looks like that type of logo. So by new mechanic, we could be talking about like an evolution or like a type of Pokemon. Or I saw a hot take. Um, God, I can't remember who it was. I'm super mad. I was scrolling through Twitter. Like the Somebody Legends said, cards, right? You saw the exact same tweet that I yep. did. I don't know where I saw that tweet, but... Shout out to whoever thought of that. You can probably find it on Twitter. Anyways. Oh, like the Legends cards, right? Where you put them together and they're two cards that make one. Yes. I think that this is 
I think that that's actually not a horrible idea. Um, but I think if they did that, they would make them to where when you put them together, I think the original legends, it was like, they had to be like put top and bottomed. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so it was just a very tall card or whatever. I think if I was Pokemon, if I was redesigning that, I would make it to where it's a scene that carries over horizontally rather than vertically, if that makes sense. Um, I just, I, I'm not a hundred percent buying it to be honest. I think it'd be cool, but I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not, I'm not buying it. I'm I, not buying it. Charlie. Look, I agree with you. I also think that this is nothing coming near future because when you file this, this trademark application, I feel like you do this far enough in, in advance that it's not something you've already started printing. So here's my oh, thought. Yeah, for sure. Here's my thought. I actually do think this could be cr connected to the 25th anniversary. Here is why. Say the word V-Union. What does it sound like? Reunion. Exactly. That's exactly what I thought of. Yeah, too. I was like, it sounds like a 25th anniversary V-Union uh, product, right? So mm -hmm. it's all of these... Pokemon that you know and love all brought back together. I don't know. That's in maybe I'm reading it very literally and it's it, it is going to be a gameplay mechanic, but I think they're already introducing a gameplay mechanic in the next set, the next main set with like rapid strike and uh first strike single strike and single strike, yeah, like the like whether or not they're like pokey powers or whatever it might be, um they're already introducing that new mechanic. So it would feel weird to introduce a whole other new mechanic within the next six months. I would also like to remember, we talk about trademarks. When, remember when, do you remember when we started talking about Rapid Strike and Single Strike Urshifu? Remember when we started uh, talking about that? Yeah, yeah, All a while back. Was like being trademarked. Yeah, that was a while back. Um, so a while back that I'm like scrolling through and I don't know honestly which one it would be in is one of like our early episodes but these i feel like it's going to be post it's definitely after this is oh in yeah my opinion towards the end of the year this is isn't there like uh wait what's so what's the timeline it's it's oh. january well, so april that, that gets us main sets well that gets us into our actually like we can start going into the next set of news in the speed run format which is the the lineup of set releases so I don't have the source for this, but I remember somebody tweeting it, and I remember the exact months. The next set that we will get is going to be Shining Fates in February. Yes. The next main set that we get is in March. So there's Shining Fates in February. There's another set in March. So the set we would normally start getting in early February has been pushed back to March this year. Mm -hmm. And then we get our second main set of the year in June, which is I think, again, about a month pushed back. And then our third main set of the year is actually in August. So if you think about that, there's only two months that separate the second and the third main set this year. And then from August, they get back on schedule. So you have August, which is typical for the third set of the year, and then November. And then in between August and November is when you will have the 25th anniversary. So that is the, that is the timeline. I just, uh, it's, it's, there's so many products. Oh, it, it's absurd. <laughs> it's absolutely there's absurd. so many. There's so many. It's, it's, it's unreal. But you know what? There's also a lot of Sean. What? There's a lot of online tournaments that are happening. Not only are these tournaments a plus, but so is this transition. 
as we continue on in the standard format, there were a couple big tournaments that happened, including the Hyperlux and Hegster regional event. That one, very, you're going to like this, Sean. If you haven't heard, I'm sure you've heard about this because <laughs> I wrote it in the notes for today. But Colossal taking its first big victory in the Hyperlux event. Colossal VMAX piloted by Formula One man i don't know who that is <laughs> I, I know cashman would be a fan because cashman really does like the uh that racing circuit so uh, i agree i know cashman's a huge huge racing fan because i live in indianapolis and we have the indy 500 and him and i have talked about the indy 500 a couple times um but colossal taking the dub in here actually if you look at the top 16 you're salivating if you're colossal on your path to victory, you got to get round one through 80 PZ, which pretty doable. I would say since you yeah. one shot Zashians with the four energy attack, you could do a little bit of chip damage in the beginning and stuff like that with the, uh, with the, the thingamadoo which I'm talking about the first attack plus the dojo boom, you're already hitting 280 and a two shot. So that's pretty poggers. I just, Oh God, Twitch. Um, then the second round moved into Pikaram. Easy. Third round moved yep. into Eternatus. Easy. And then probably the hardest matchup in the final round against Scorch, Salty Steak and Scorch. But let's be honest, Sean. This was the tournament to choose Colossal. I mean, oh, because of all the, the, the Pikaram out there? Oh, I mean, you look at you look at this meta share, 44 players of Zashian ADP, 23%. 31 players of Pikaram, 16%. Yeah. I, I kind of like, and then on top of that, you have about 8% of players playing both Lightning Mewtwo and Eternatus. Yeah. So out of the top six decks. You you could argue that hey, you have a good matchup against four of those top six, like yeah, the if, most popular ones. If you add up the meta share of all those decks, uh, ADP, Pikaram, e Eternatus, and Lightning Mewtwo, so those four decks, it comes out to about 52 to 54%. So 54% yeah. of the field, you have a favorable matchup against. Yeah, you're right. That's like absolutely disgusting in how there good it is. There were six Colossal players. Two of them made top 16. Two of them reached the top 16 bracket. Um, one of them ended up, the, the other one that didn't end up winning the entire tournament, lost in the first round to an ADPZ. So again, talking about how it's uh, how you can win it, not necessarily like super favorable, but you, you're okay with the matchup. Yeah. Right, so long as you don't play like, Dedenes and stuff, I guess. But yeah, don't throw down those crowbats or Galarian Surfetch. So long as you don't brick horribly. Yeah, <laughs> and they don't they don't mawile you after a Marnie, and they catch the one time that you have Crobat, Dedene, and Eldegoss <laughs> all in your hand. Yeah, freaking, I hate mawiles so much. But <laughs> anyways, like this tournament was this tournament was kind of a big deal. You know, the Hexer is one of the more popular tournaments out there. Um, and then this also goes into the the free entry for the top four players, like free entry into the other regional. Hyperlux has been doing a lot with these different tournaments and whatnot. Um, very interesting to see all of these decks, in my opinion. 
I mean, I mean the, it was the colossal deck from my perspective. I'm looking at it now, the actual deck list to see. Okay, what are they? Four Rotom phones, which is you know interesting for the V Max's first attack of accelerating energy. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing is, there's no Malu and Lanas in that deck at all. There's no healing yeah. whatsoever. Uh, so it's interesting. Like, I feel like that's one of the things that you know a lot of people tout as colossal strength is you know it can sort of out tank and out heal while still outputting a, a decent amount of damage so the fact that this didn't have that it's just almost straight colossal vmax <laughs> with hammers because you know obviously it's pretty it's it's relatively linear i feel like i played this deck this morning i played the list this morning because like why would you not play a colossal deck that you just see win and you're like wait 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 let's try this you know and it's it's not super difficult. It's pretty easy to understand. There are a lot of options. Like a lot of the problems that I felt like in Colossal with my testing was just like consistency. And you know what? If you have like Mallow and Lana in there, you know, you don't have as much consistency. You know, with the Rotom phone and Orangaroos in there, you can almost assure, almost, not every time, but almost. You can almost assure that you can probably get an energy on the top of the deck to be able to at least use the first attack, right? Galarian Surfetch has become more and more and more popular, especially with the Lightning Mew 3 coming around and being used a lot over and over again. The cheeky thing as well is the one uh, amazing rare Jirachi in this deck. It's a, it's a little funny one. I... Look, I don't think it's bad in the deck, but having a one-of, I'm like, uh, okay. Well, here's the thing. Like, sometimes you just need to see, like, one more card. Or maybe, like, you you need a Rotom phone. Yeah, you you either need a pivot or, like, you need to utilize the ability to, you know, maybe you Rotom phone something at the top of your deck that's, like, a research and you got a dead hand. So you use the Jirachi, you get that research, and then, boom, you go ahead and you run, 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 and then, again, provides that consistency. Um, so it was very, it was very cool. It was very cool. I still need to work on it with the deck, but the deck seems fine. It seems strong. I think the reason for crushing hammer, um, in this list is mainly like, again, for like that ADP or the peak ROM, you know, because I mean, a couple weeks ago we were, we were seeing peak ROM just thrashing colossal. <laughs> like what? Yeah. <laughs> I just think to your point about consistency, right? Like if you can get a consistent deck up that guarantees that first attack against Picarom, it doesn't matter how fast they are. It's like, oh, you want to go fast? Okay, well, that means putting all of these two and three prizers there, which is super easy for me to KO. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's no way that you're going to get through your six prizes before I do. <laughs> I mean, to be frank, like that's just how that game works. As long as you have a consistent build, uh, which, yeah, I mean... To your point, like, I, you know, it's cool. I like seeing that Colossal finally got a win because it is a good enough deck to to do that. Now, I will be interested to see the typing that they give um, Urshifu, um, V and VMAX, uh, because if there's any more fighting support that gets brought out. I think the problem with Colossal right now is that it is very, to your point, linear, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You have basically one strategy and you either do it or you don't. And there's not a lot of playing around it. There's not a lot of secondary attackers that really work well. 
Uh, Galarian. You have one Surfetch. Yeah, right. There's one Galarian Surfetch, but you know, Centiscorch has Volcanion, which is a great secondary attacker as well as being a good support Pokemon. Has Heatran, has right. Talonflame. Exactly. Whereas Colossal is just kind of like, I got Colossal. At least even in metal decks, right? You have Zacian, you have Zamazenta. If you want to play the Luke metal version, you got that. You could even put in Aegislash. You could put in Duraludon. Like, there's a whole host of different things you can put in there. But yeah, Fighting doesn't really have that. And I... I don't know. It seems to stand alone right now as the kind of deck that doesn't really have a lot of options. It's, I think it, it's, it did. I mean, obviously credit to formula one man and even, you know, um, ultra ultra NKO who made like top 16, like y'all are, y'all are beasts, you know, you made top cut. Um, but I think a lot of this influenced like the matchups that they had in my personal opinion. Um, cause like, because uh, Formula One man had VMAX Pikachu in one round. Third round had Eternatus. Fifth round had Eternatus. Um, and then in the... Two in of the, the top 16. Round, yeah. Yeah, two of the top 16. Two of the four matches that they played played a weakness matchup. Um, and that, I mean, it's pretty good. I still think it... I, it oh, man, it's just like... I think the call was the correct call. You know, it's not the best deck in format. Would it win another tournament? Well, I don't know if it'll win another one in team up to Vivid Voltage, but this was definitely the play to, you know, like, you know, like you yeah. just sometimes, like when I, when I went to, when I went to a cup and I picked to play control, cause I was like, nobody's going to expect control. Nobody's going to counter control. Like, let me just bring my Pidgeotto, Orangaroo Control, and Cosmic Eclipse and just body some people. Because nobody, nobody expects you to bring that. So it's, it's, it's the call. It's the call. And so shout-outs to y'all for having the biggest fucking brains in the world <laughs> at this point. You won, you won some good stuff. Well, But another tournament that happened just yesterday at the time of this recording, the Sunday Open. You may have seen me in the Sunday Open. I brought Togekiss, and it did not go well. But that's oh, okay. Oh, did you did you hit uh, lightning decks or? I hit one lightning deck, and it was very close. They, oh, okay. They, I I played a um, well, it was a Mewtwo box. It was a Mewtwo box. It wasn't necessarily um, Pikaram, but it was the lightning Mewtwo box. They won on the very final turn. It's very close. Very very close. Um, and then I ended up second round playing Dragapult which is also like an energy control deck. So we're just like knocking energies off each other. We just tied. <laughs> That's uh yeah, I'm looking at your, uh, I can do that now. I can, I can get a look at your matches and deck list and everything. Yes. And, and then, then ADP did ADP things. That's so the ADP one is interesting. I mean, I get that. Like, you know, <clears throat> if they can get rolling before you can control them, uh, I then... had like full control until the end of the game. <laughs> oh, that's frustrating. What happened? Did and they get like metal saucers? They got like they got like the Mawile, and then they like popped off with all all their shenanigans. Uh, I don't think they ultimate raid once. Oh my gosh! They didn't so, ultimate raid at all. Because I was gonna say like that. I think is you know you can certainly win that matchup. You just got you got some bad luck. I feel like yeah, just some unfortunate ending type stuff. But that's okay because I'm gonna try it again tonight. I'm gonna try it again tonight at Hexer. But anyways, <laughs> it's not about me. It's about the Blounds player that ended up winning the event. And Sean, what I find interesting 
is in the top 12 players, there is no lightning deck. No lightning deck within the top 12 of this tournament. Top four ended up being hmm. Blounds, ADPZ, Eternatus, and Scorch. That was the top cut. And so if you're a Blounds player, you're like, me gusta. <laughs> you're like, I will take this, please. Thank you. Yeah, um, you're you're just having a good time at that point. I will you're say, fun. <laughs> I will say, uh, shout out to, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, Tuchiolo uh, for... After seeing how well Pikaram had done in the last two weeks, saying, I'm going to rock up with Lapras VMAX. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> and- Lapras VMAX weak to lightnings. Not playing a uh, not playing a uh, weakness guard energy. Just <laughs> said, give it to me. Try but, me. Hey, went seven, seven, two, and two with that. So, like, got there, right? Like, what are his losses? His losses was to... Eternatus and ADPZ did not did not face one lightning it was, deck. Uh, it was a uh, Luke metal, Luke metal. So, not but ADPZ. like, okay, but yeah, like still. But also, what's even funnier is there's not a single lightning deck, not a single lightning deck in in their matchups. They played one, two, three, four, five, five ADPZ, one Reshiram Charizard. I, I'm sorry for that person. <laughs> Uh, two Santa Scorch, one, um, one control, which I, I played around with the control list. Kind of fun. Kind of fun. I'm pretty bad at it, though. One Eternatus and then one Luke Metal, as we mentioned earlier, that they lost. So dodging a bunch of Picaroms, where in the metagame, Picarom actually didn't have that big of a share, honestly. Yeah. Pikaram only had 13 players in terms of all 158. It's pretty small, Sean. I pretty mean, small list. It uh it, it makes me wonder like it's not like Pikaram is not relevant. Clearly it's still a very good deck. Nothing has changed. Literally nothing yeah. has changed. It just may be that for whatever reason everybody who is playing Pikaram is like, "Okay, I'm bored of that now. I'm done with this toy. I want something else." I mean, Hyperlux happened before Sunday. Open. Hyperlux happened on Friday, and then the Sunday Open happened on Sunday. I want to know if everybody who liked playing Peek Around before saw Colossal win and was like, uh, I got to pick a new deck. Yeah, maybe. And then and then you look at Colossal, five. One fewer yeah. than Hexter. It just, and it went 14 and 12. Didn't even do that well. But then again, you know, Peek Around and Eternatus took up a combined like 15% share of the meta, which is still less than yeah. ADPZ's 21 and a half percent. So we always talk about how ADPZ is super good. And when there's stuff on the line, I think you mentioned this last week when there's stuff on the line, people will choose ADPZ. Yep. I will be interested tur- to see when was the last tournament online tournament that did not have ADPZ as the most played deck. When was the last tournament? Just straight up. Uh, I have no idea. Sean, if you want to talk oh, about... man. If you want to talk about the, real quickly, the Tablemon challenge, I will start looking at uh, past results to, to find that answer oh. for you. Oh, okay. Well, um, yeah, I will... Uh, I'll talk about the Tablemon challenge for a second. Basically, the Tablemon challenge um, was put on by, uh, I think, Tablemon. I don't know if it's like a team or just, um, you know the YouTuber and his crew, but basically uh, this challenge was a sword and shield on format. So sort of t- testing and playing around with, 
you know, what would the meta look like post tag teams, broadly speaking, including ADPZ. While I think the results are telling in that, you know, you had a lot of Zacian getting played, a lot of Zacian. Um, you had a lot of Zacian getting played, but uh, I'm looking here at the meta game. You have a lot of Zacian, a lot of Eternatus, but generally I think what you actually see is that we're just still missing way too many cards for us to be playing this type of format because you know you, you still who knows what's going to come out between now and august of next year apparently a new mechanic v union well yeah or uh, and, whatever or first whatever that is. first strike and rapid strike right yeah so you're gonna have so many new things to play around with that like and yes zacian does get the rusty sword uh on top of what it has but like who knows what other cards are gonna get you may get some crazy card that makes, I, I don't know, I wanted to say, like, you know, maybe you get another attacker for Eternatus. Because I think Eternatus, one of their problems right now is similar to Colossal. You have Eternatus VMAX, and then you have Poison, but you don't really have any other attackers broadly. You can maybe play Spiritomb or Hoopa, but that's like, you only are really playing that for, you know, Decidueye matchups or cleanup damage, right? You don't have another true attacker the way that Pikaram has Pikaram, Bolton, Choo Choo, um, or like, like we were talking about, Fire decks have Heatran, Centiscorch, Volcanion. Those are all proper attackers, I would say. Um, but yeah, Eternatus doesn't really have that. So yeah, I think it's almost too early. It's fun to see, but I, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not ready to, to say that there's much uh, long-term value uh, beyond just fun. I'll agree with that. I mean, you look at you look at what's sort of gay kept Zacian a little bit as of right now. A lot of that has to do with like fire. So with fire rotating, you know, there's no welder, there's no fire crystal, there's no giant hearth, there's no blown. <laughs> you know, you're yeah, you're pretty you're pretty okay, like picking Zacian. I think Zacian was a fair choice for this. I mean, I think Robin Scholes made a turbo Zacian list. That was the first Turbo Zashian list that I saw. And a lot of people were just playing that. And so, you know, no fire in the format. The The number one fire deck was Charizard. The little Charizard from Vivid Voltage. 1.23% of the meta. Two people played it. I don't think that that's actually like that bad of a choice. Hmm, yeah. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I also, I think that water gets very good post if you were to think about pure post rotation just with only the cards we have now frostmoth i think becomes super good because <laughs> i mean most of the most of the people are or most of the most of the cards you look at it like frostmoth okay it's sword and shield training cord that's sword and shield uh capacious bucket sword and shield all your draw sport you know you have crobats you have research you have marnie like the deck is virtually the same right I would think. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the list now, it doesn't, it doesn't look too much different. Yeah. People are asking me like, Hey, like what should I um, think about buying? Like I'm just getting into the game. What should I buy in real cards? And I'm like, well, don't buy anything that could rotate. So yeah, the decks that are going to stay all together, you can get Zacian stuff. Zacian stuff will be relevant outside of that though. It's like Eternatus, maybe Colossal. And then it's really all the water decks, right? Like Inteleon, uh, even Galarian's Armanitan, anything that has Frostmoth, I think is going to be in a really good spot um, because the main engine for them doesn't change. 
it's just really I think it's really interesting. I, it's intriguing, and but I think a lot of people have overreacted to this because, like, again, we well, talked yeah. about like this is super <laughs> premature. This is vastly premature. That uh, what did what did you find out about uh, ADP? Is it just back as far as the eye can see? No, it is Azul's sub tournament, which honestly doesn't surprise me because, like, all my homies say at ADP, you know. So All right. <laughs> they don't they don't want to play it. They want to play other things. But ADP did have the second most share out of all of them. It was twelve and a half percent of the meta, same as Lightning Mew three, number one uh deck of that share, Pikaram at twenty point three percent. So not even that like different, um, but at least it's not number one. All right. But that also happened that happened on Saturday. Oh, so very recently was. there was a big enough tournament. Yeah, it was Saturday. December 5th. Wild. Saturday. Yeah, so I ADP man, it's it <laughs> continues to be the best deck and I I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But it's I, fine. I will say like as somebody who tries to make I I've, I've said this before. As somebody who tries to make videos with weird and wacky decks, as do you, Jake, ADP is the bane of my existence. Yes. <laughs> ADP ruins all the fun. It does. Um so there's something that I don't, I don't, a lot of people are excited about, but a lot of people are worried about, and a lot of people are mad about, Sean. There was a big, big new first leak, then announcement. Sean, can you guess what it is? Um, is? I'm going to guess it shares a name with... Hidden Fates, and Shining Legends. You are correct. It is the very <laughs> unique and original name, Shining Fates, has been announced as the February special set. Its name and, com and logo combines with the Shining Legends and Hidden Fates. The set was first teased several months ago, um, and it's going to be like a holiday-type set like we do for Hidden Fates Champions Path, where it only comes in like boxes and um tins and things like that you're not going to be able to find this like as a booster box or like sin single individual packs at least on like store shelves and things of that nature i want to say i will be the first person to admit that i was wrong i think i even said last week shiny star v will not be a part of <laughs> our holiday set our february set yeah Boy, howdy, was I wrong. Well, uh, you know, it's okay. It's okay. Sometimes you got to make bold predictions here sometimes. And uh, sometimes they come true and sometimes they don't. I just want to ask Pokemon before we talk about this any further. Where the hell are my tag all-star full art supporters that I've been waiting for for a year now? And, and they're not even <laughs> here yet. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, three months. Let's throw in these shiny Pokemon. Like, come on, I, dude. I, I mean, look, we don't know the full contents. Maybe, maybe the supporters will be in there, but I almost have a feeling like those supporters have just been a, they have been, all the tag all-star cards have just sort of been forgotten in the U.S. A hundred percent. No, especially with Champion's Path, Shining Fates. Like, n no. <laughs> like, everybody's now, everybody's forgotten about the gold Reshiram and Charizard card. I will say, maybe that gold... Stars. Maybe some of those crazy gold cards do come out in the 25th anniversary or anniversary set. I could no. see that. No. We're too no? far deep. 
too too deep? Far deep too far away too, too far away from that time if this was like if this was like the champion's path set that's a little different in my eyes yeah it's a little different in my eyes but champion's path was straight up garbage oh except yeah if you like charizard hot garbo hot garbage but this set is looking pretty good over 90 cards for the regular portion over 120 cards for the shiny vault subset so pretty much hidden fates 2.0 includes over 100 shiny pokemon 30 pokemon v and v max and of course a shiny charizard v max now we do not have a card set list but we do see on this pack art one of the pack arts because we've seen all of the products pokemon has released all the different products that will be a part of the release schedule of this there's a charizard shiny g max v max whatever you want to call it on the pack and it would be stupid if they didn't include that in this set oh yeah no i think like i said i think i saw somebody had an early print of the v max shiny v max in english so i haven't seen that but i saw an early i saw i saw a leak like a day before this news dropped um of a pack a toxicity pack i believe oh yeah i think i saw that too and it's like how how are people getting this shit i i don't understand i we had this question we had this question um what was that like episode 14 or something like that where we talked about leaks yes a while back and it was it was insane. We do have information though regarding the set product release schedule. I'm gonna fly by these where we're gonna talk about a little bit of these because some of the stuff is actually kind of interesting and I kind of want to talk about. So I would recommend pre-ordering. That's the first thing I want to do. Oh, and pre-order. Talk. Use Nate Nate Real Breaking Nate's suggestion. Pre-order small quantities from different sellers exactly so then when you get denied because i've seen a lot of people listing up things and the word on the street from my friends who are distributors and people that i follow is that nobody has any idea how much they're going to get this is going to be champion's path all over again where everybody's going to sell a ton of pre-orders and then have to cancel like 90 percent of them that's literally what this is going to be so distribute yourself distribute yourself all right i'm sure there are people taking pre-orders You'll be fine. Shining Fates Elite Trainer Box coming out on February 19th, 2021, retailing at $50. 10 booster packs, one foil promo featuring EVV Max, and then the other ETB accessories that you get. EVV Max, 300H. Wait, we've talked about this Pokemon. This was a promo in Japan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think we've done it. It's not anything crazy. No. G Max Cuddle, 150 damage, three colorless. Defending Pokemon tries to attack during your opponent's next turn. Opponent flips a coin. If tails, this attack does nothing. I will say, I appreciate... Now, these ETBs are going to sell like crazy no matter what. Just... Oh, yeah. Just just whatever. But it is nice that they haven't made the ETB even more in, like useful to get for the fact that, you know, like, pr- prior to this, you had Charizard in the Champion's pa- Path one. Yes. And then a year ago, you had the Triple Bird Stained Glass. So... I think this is the first ETB promo that I'm like, eh, it's fine. It's a promo. It's like the Naganadal that came in Dragon Majesty, right? <laughs> hey. I mean, hey. it's just, EV's cute, but it ain't it ain't stained glass triple bird. It ain't Charizard. You know, uh, yeah, you're right. It's not an alternate art or anything like that, or a full art or whatever. I mean, EVV Max is technically a full art, but sure. you know what I mean by that. Anyways, <laughs> moving on to some of the cooler things. Shining, wait. 
Shining Fates Tins. Yes, I almost read that wrong. February 19th as well for $30. Includes six booster packs and one foil promo card. Sean, when I look at these tins, I know that Pokemon Company looked at these products and they were like, you know what? Let's make this shit slap. The promo shinies that you get, Eldegoss V, one of the tins. Second tin, Cramorant V. Pretty good card. People use that. People use Eldegoss V. But guess what the third tin is, Sean? I don't know. What's the third tin? Shiny Bolton V. One of the most sought-after cards as of right now from, like, a prior set. It's like Bolton V. It, it's like the Pokemon Company looked at looked at this set and they were like, you know what? It's got shiny Pokemon. People are gonna buy this up. Why don't we make it this competitive as well? Well, also you think about like again comparing this to Hidden Fates a little bit. Uh, yeah, Hidden. I'm saying the names right now. I'm getting them all mixed up in my head. Um, it's awful. It, uh, comparing it to Hidden Fates though. Like, Hidden Fates had the ETB that was cool, but then they had the tins that were only four packs, and all of the promos except for Charizard were kind of crap. They were um, actually garbage. Not yeah. kind of crap. They were actually yeah. garbage. and the Charizard is a one-of in a Mewtwo deck. It, so it's like niche. Yeah. So this is like, these are awesome. You get six packs, and you get playable shiny cards as the promo. Like, that is, this is so cool. Like, to be frank, like, I'm just you know, fanboying a little bit. That is awesome. I am super excited for it. You know what's even better, though? You oh, You know my. what's even better, Sean? What? What's even better is they have a pin collection, a Shining Fates Mad Party pin collection, available February 19th, $14.99. Includes three Shining Fates booster packs, one foil promo card featuring Benelby, Dedene, Galarian Mr. Rhyme, or Poltegeist, and one corresponding pin. This is so cool that <laughs> they took all the Mad Party Pokemon and made them into pin collections. Now the pins are the pins are cool. Pins are cute. Pokemon pins are very high quality, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, I kind of like the Mew and Mewtwo pins better in the Hidden Fates collections, um, just by looking at these by the product pictures. But like Mad Party. Alternate arts. By the way, they also got shinies and shiny star V. So you have a choice whether you want to play Mad Party with the regular arts, with the alternate arts, with the promos, or the shiny version. I will say, I would have actually, I, I wish they would have kept going on the thread of making the promos the shinies. Um, I kind of wish they would too. Because <laughs> that, that would have really made this product slap, being like, you get a cool pin, you get the shiny version of whatever the one the box is, and three packs, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that That would have been next level. But I get it. If you put all the shinies as promos, then what, what are you pulling? Um, yes. So you, you got to have people open the packs still. There are going to be two premium collection boxes for Shining Fates available March 5th, 2021. So a lot, of, or I guess I should say a couple weeks later. March 5th, 2021 for $40. Includes seven Shining Fates booster packs, one foil promo card, either Shiny Dragapult V, which probably by the time they made this decision to put this in a pack was probably one of the best cards in format. Remember, Rebel Clash format, Dragapult slapped. All right, before it I mean, to be out. frank, 
probably still one of the better decks. It's just not played because of Eternatus. I think it's a good I think it's a good deck, but I think again, like you're saying, like Eternatus is so popular that Dragpool just it's it's very a lot of people are not only afraid to play it, but I think that's a hindrance on yeah. it. Because even with the energy disruption, I think it's still like a relatively difficult matchup. Yeah. But the second one, shiny Crobat V. Look at all of these promos, Sean. Bad <laughs> uh, Party, a legitimate deck. Eldegoss, a legitimate card that can be included in a lot of decks. Cramorant, a very good card that can be that can be included in decks. Boltsund V, a card that is on craze right now. Dragapult, which at a certain point ran the format. And Crobat V, after rotation, is going to be the most used card in the format. It's just Competing like... with Zachin V, at least. You know, the trainer toolkits came with two of those promo Dedenes, which are amazing, right? Yeah. And so now you print this, and Crobat's going to be as easy. Well, I want to say as easy to get. No, this is Shining Fates. It won't be easy. But it will certainly drop the price down, and it will drop the price of specifically the Shiny, I would say, the most. Um, because, you know, it's like it's a guarantee. So that, like, and the thing is, you don't really need more than... I, look, when rotation happens, who knows how many you're going to need in a deck, but probably two max. So, like, it's so easy to then get the staples that you need in the coolest form possible. It's just absolutely, in, like, I love, like, we I've talked about this before and again and again and again, how Pokemon is doing, like, these products and things like that and that are really good for competitive. And I, I know I'm looking at the time right now, Sean. I'm trying to hurry it up, but... No. Um, <laughs> I just got a message from Sean that says, let's start revving it if it's 52. But anyways, <laughs> these are really cool products. I'm going to blast through the other two things because they're basically irrelevant, but I think you should know about them anyways. There's a collection Pikachu V-Box available February 19th for $20. Includes four booster packs as well as one foil promo card and oversized promo card featuring Pikachu V. I think this is the same Pikachu V as before. So now this is a promo of the art that already has a promo. So there's going to be three different Pikachu Vs you could have. I guess, I mean, Pikachu is mean, a very popular Pokemon. Yeah, it's it was a like, popular product. they basically were like, oh, what, what, what other popular Pokemon can we, people like Pikachu, right? Well, we don't have any more arts for Pikachu. Ah, whatever, just throw it back in there. People will buy it. Ah, just make one. Just yeah. make a new one. Anyways, and then there are, um, where where did this go? The mini tins. So you may have seen those like uh, oval shaped tins, little mini tins that come with a couple packs um, available March 5th. For $9, so less than $10, you can get two Shining Fates booster packs and one metallic coin. No idea what the coin is, but there's five different tins. The tins are usually pretty cute, pretty cool, but aside from, I think these are the first like kind of tins for a holiday yeah. set specifically. Uh, that's what I'd say. For hidden fates. The tins usually have pretty trash packs in them, like the stuff that Pokemon needs to get rid of their inventory of. Like exactly. a lot of the tins have like Steam Siege and uh, I, I don't know, all the old stuff, like Furious Fist or whatever, like bad, old bad stuff. One thing that I do like about these tins is they each feature a legendary slash mythical Pokemon and then they feature a shiny Pokemon as well. Very, very cute. Very, very cool. But we can talk about this another day as this gets closer because we got to wrap up. But this is going to be a thousand times harder than Hidden Fates. I will get, probably yeah. not see this product. I will I will probably not be able to see this product ever in the history of the existence, except for these. I actually I don't even know. I don't even think I'll see these little tins, the I mini mean, tins. You you it, it, all you got to do take your own advice. Just 
find a place, a local, some, somebody, find somebody that you can pre-order a couple of products from, and you will definitely see some. I, I hopefully I'll be able to pre-order from my local shop and they'll let me pre-order if they haven't like sold it. I don't even know if they're taking pre-orders right now. But anyways, I got to talk to them about that. Sean, do you have any lasting words about this today's episode? Lasting words? Well, no, no, no lasting words, but last words. Yes, <laughs> that too. Do you have uh, any of those? Well, I mean, I guess all I was going to say is like, you know, lots of cool stuff coming next year. Uh, so what I would say to everybody out there is, uh, I, you know, just start saving your money now. We have Christmas right around the corner. Everybody's going to be broke. Oh, God. And then you have about, you know, a month before all the pre-orders need to be in for this new set. And then everyone's broke again. <laughs> exactly. So, everybody, thank you so much. Remember, leave a review, whether that's five stars or one stars. I'd rather have honesty rather than skewed statistics. Let us know how we're doing. If you write a review, we'll eventually read it. We're, we've got a list of them, and we're going through them one by one. Sean? Do we have like a proper outro? No, we are, well, our outros are always just us saying random stuff and then saying goodbye. Oh yeah, that's true. Anyways, have fun. Wash your hands. Be safe. Don't don't try to travel anywhere, please. Right now, it's um, crazy. There's a lot of places that are doing bad. But anyways, keep being awesome. Keep playing the Pokemon trading card game. It's fun. Check out Sean and I on Twitch. Sean and I on YouTube. Sean and I on Twitter. Metapod TCG. Anyways, have a great rest of the day. I love you. Deuces.